We have to go back! Welcome back to the Flashback Flicks Retro Movie Podcast. I'm Ricky. I'm Grayson. And today we are reviewing the 1997 heartfelt dog-led classic, Airbud. Now you're probably wondering why we're reviewing Airbud, and um, quite frankly, ain't no rule says that we can't review a movie about a dog playing basketball. That's true. It's not in the rule book. And Uncle Drew. And Uncle Drew. Oh, yes. And Uncle Drew, which is a movie about basketball. Yes. That is the end of the connection. See what we did there? Mm. <laughs> now, in case you don't remember it, Airbud is a movie about a dog playing basketball. That's, that's quite simply what it's about. But you probably don't remember how this movie got made. Now, I'm going to take you on an audio journey dating back to the 80s. And not the place you would think. I'm taking you to America's Funniest Home Video. Now, the dog buddy, that is the dog's actual name, um, made his appearance on America's Funniest Home Videos and David Letterman. um, And eventually got a cushy gig as Comet on Full House. Mm. Yes, Comet the dog is Air Bud. Wow. Mind blown. Now, Buddy the Dog originally was found as a stray uh, and then adopted by Kevin the Cico, Kiko, C-I-C-C-O, however you pronounce that. Um, and he is responsible for training Buddy on how to play basketball, hockey, soccer, baseball, and football. That sounds like a full franchise. <laughs> it is. Only the hockey one was missing, surprisingly. But yeah, and so, you know, he was on Full House. In fact, he is seen in the episode of Full House playing basketball. We are actually going to link that in the show notes so you can watch it in all its glory. Uh, but the movie Airbud um, actually got its beginnings uh, when the director, Charles Martin Smith, uh, was approached by brothers Bill and Robert Vince, um, who were making a movie about a dog playing basketball. And they said, hey, Charles, you interested? And he said, pass. Um, but the ball. There's <laughs> the ball. To me. Uh, <laughs> um, but, you know, some time passed, and then uh, the brothers kept on asking him, like, hey, would you be interested? And here's the quote from Charles Martin Smith himself. He said, if you let me work on this and turn it from a gimmick movie into a really honest story of a boy and his dog with no CGI, nothing fake, and we emphasize the boy and his dog, I would be willing to do it. End quote. Hmm. And they did and, that. Uh, yeah, he did that. He worked on the script, and um, and he it was a big deal for him that Buddy being able to play basketball was like an afterthought of mm-hmm. like why the boy loved the dog. Um, and he really made this really heartfelt, compelling movie uh, that made its film debut in 1997. And it premiered in theaters, and they made this movie for a very, very, very modest budget of $3 million, which they slam-dunked that 
and an extra million, making $4 million its opening weekend and a total of $27.8 million in its theatrical run. That is a lot of pudding. Now, Airbud is famously known for producing so many sequels, including Airbud colon Golden Receiver, Airbud colon World Pup, Airbud colon Seventh Inning Fetch, and Airbud colon Spikes Back. And those are just the Airbuds. It also launched all of the future movies that weren't necessarily dog based, like MVP. Most Valuable Primate. Oh, yeah. So Airbud now has its own production company called Airbud Entertainment. Um, and they make a variety of animal-based entertainment. Mm-hmm. One of which is the spin-off franchise in the form of Air Buddy movies, which focuses on Airbud's offspring. Now, you probably think they just made a handful of these. You're wrong. They made... More of these movies than they did Air Bud. There is Air Buddies, Snow Buddies, Space Buddies. That's right. They went to space. Santa Buddies. And Santa Buddies has two sequels. The Search for Santa Paws and Santa Paws 2, The Santa Pups. Not done. Spooky Buddies, Treasure Buddies, and Super Buddies where they have superpowers. And... These movies all follow Airbud's five puppies, and you would think that they're just all called buddies. You're wrong. It's Butterball, Bee Dog, Buddha, Mudbud, and Grayson, what do you think the last dog's name is? Jeff. Rosebud. Rosebud. He's the very serious pup. Who is above it all. Yeah. Yeah. That's the dog whose trick is applauding very, very sternly. Uh, and always in black and white. Now, going back to the original Airbud uh, movie, now it is a 90s classic, but it didn't get released to Laserdisc. So oh, take man. that uh, how you may. However, Airbud was released on VHS on December 23rd, 1997, and to DVD on February 3rd, 1998. It was released again on March 3rd, 2009, in a special edition DVD set featuring commentary from B-Dog, Butterball, Buddha, Mudbud, and Rosebud, Molly, and Buddy himself, Molly being uh, Buddy's spouse, um, and they present the film. Wait, wait, wait. How does Buddy Mm -hmm. give commentary? When does Buddy talk eventually? I, I, I'm assuming, because I don't have that copy on me right now, oh. uh, that he barks. I just assume that he barks and the kid's like, yeah, Dad, what were you doing? Bark, bark. Oh, yeah, no, that sounds really interesting. Like, they just translate like, like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, like, like Groot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. Well, that sounds like it's worth the money for the special edition DVD. Okay, we'll do it. We'll, we'll, we'll get it. Yeah. <laughs> I did mention that. Buddy, the dog who played Buddy, also played Comet on Full House. He also played Fluke in the movie Fluke. Oh, I saw Fluke. Yeah, I remember watching this as a kid, and it's basically kind of a movie about reincarnation, about how this one guy gets reincarnated as an adorable uh, golden retriever. And that's the movie 
a fluke. Uh, might save that for headcanon. Um, now, this is something that I thought was really, really interesting. The original film makes it seem like the pudding cups yeah. is what gives Buddy his special A hundred percent. I didn't realize that until... Yeah. I was like, oh, tapioca makes dogs good at basketball. That's how you do it. That's that's the secret sauce. But um, it doesn't. Uh, that was just like an official statement. So just thought that that was real interesting. Airbud kind of popped up again around 2012 after Joss Whedon finished making The Avengers. He, he was joking, but he said now that... The Avengers was out and successful. It would allow him to finally get started on his real dream project, the reboot of Airbud, that we all feel is so long overdue. Well, now that is going to better inform all of my recasts and remakes later on. So uh, thank you, Joss. This movie also had some really interesting in-credit claims. I mean, one of which you, you expect, which is that there will be... No harm, that no, no harm came to the animals here uh, in, in the movie. The second one, though, we kind of already touched on that uh, all of the basketball sequences are without special effects. They are not CG'd. And they wanted to call that out because that is a really kind of big thing. And it, it was one of the uh, conditions of the director signing on. It makes sense why that would be uh, something big. And then also, I don't, I don't know the connection, but... In the credits, they thank Marvel Comics. I don't remember seeing a Marvel property. Maybe it was in his room or something like that. But I don't know what caused them to specifically do it. And whenever I tried searching, like, Airbud, Marvel, credit, whatever, I, I just kept getting post-credit sequences to every Marvel movie ever. So um, I, I don't know what the connection is there. But I thought that was kind of interesting. Grayson, I would be remiss. I would be remiss in my responsibilities. Um as a a co-host, mm-hmm. as a as a man of integrity, sorry, I didn't mean to laugh at that. <laughs> during Airbud's first appearance, uh, as uh, as his official like, hey, this dog can play basketball in front of people, she says, now introducing Airbud. Yeah. Now, if you are longtime listeners of this show, that you know that this was part of my trivia challenge question to you, mm. to which one of your answers was. It's Airbud. And I said, no, they don't say Airbud in the movie Airbud. They say, oh, some kind of uh, pause Jordan, which is also a line that didn't make it into the movie at all. It was just in the trailer. Um, it's a real tukey tukey situation. It really is. So I just have to say uh, points. And I'm so sorry. Yes. Uh, but in the trailer, she says some kind of pa Jordan. Yeah, something real dumb. Um, <laughs> they didn't go with Scotty Puppin. Yeah, they had a lot of missed opportunities there. Oh man! Um, they didn't go with Harry Bird. Uh, let's see. They didn't go with Mutsy Balone. No man, they should have though. They didn't go with Dennis Dogman. <laughs> a real tookie tookie situation. Real tookie tookie. Uh, but yeah. Anyway, points. Oh, thanks. All right, now we're going to go ahead and go into our reactions. So, Grayson, yeah. uh, when, when was the first time that you actually watched uh, Air Bud? So, Ricky, my first and last time to watch Air Bud was in theaters. Ooh. 
Yeah. It was a long time ago. I <laughs> didn't remember a ton about this movie other than like it's a dog playing basketball, except for the final scene and everything about the clown. Everything about the clown I remembered almost as is. Um, but the final scene in particular where he has to choose between the two, um, that that always stuck out to me. Uh, mainly because it seemed like just a blatant miscarriage of justice. But it was... <laughs> Uh, like that judge hated his life and probably should have been disbarred by the way that he conducted the courtroom. Uh, but I, I remember the clown so specifically. And it's also worth noting that Michael Jeter, who, who played the clown, was top billed in this movie, even though he really only appears in the first and third act of the film. Like the huge chunk in the middle, he's not really a part of it. And we have seen him on the podcast before, along with the mother from Air Bud. Uh, both of them appeared in Sister Act 2. But as a kid, like, he made a huge impression on me as to, like, what a, a, a villain can look like in a family film. And he's not, like, a super villain or anything like that. He's just a really real bad guy. And uh, I don't know, it just left an impression. I, I think it's an interesting character, and he, he played it very real in a mo- in a role specifically that could have just been all about pratfalls all about that like he he felt like a like a person um a, a terrible person but still a person so um that's that's my main reaction is i i i didn't really remember a lot of the other stuff um i love bill cobbs in this movie um who i've i've always enjoyed him since i saw that thing you do where he plays del paxton uh, Bill Cobbs is just uh, fantastic, but yeah, the clown, it, in, incredible. It, it sticks with you, and it's just one of those characters that, like, even was it, 20, 20 math years later, I, I still just remember the first time seeing these performances. I was really impressed with him as a clown because, well, my memory of Air Bud was. Um, very fragmented. The things I distinctly remember um, was the coach uh, getting fired oh, in his yeah. scene. That's the scene that I had ingrained. Like, like throwing the when, basketballs at the kid. Yeah, yeah. Like that's what I remember more than anything else from Airbud because I feel like every time it was played at my daycare, that's <laughs> the scene that they started with and i don't know why like that's like almost like because i don't i have zero recollection of most of the movie before that moment like i feel like i've only seen that like airbud like climbing into the room and doing all those other things i'm like never seen this before in my life um and so i feel like i just watched like the like like second to third act of airbud basically um and I also remember like the whole, you know, the clown choosing the thing, like yeah. between choosing the clown or uh, the boy. I remember those things. Uh, and then the third thing I remember distinctly was Airbud playing way more basketball. Right. Um, and I feel like it was most of the movie, but it was just it just wasn't. And I I just don't know what happened and how I've only seen like. I feel like I've only seen four scenes of Airbud mm-hmm. because everything else, including the clown, including the opening, that explains he's he can play basketball because 
He's a clown dog. Like, the whole premise is right there in front of you. And I didn't know. I'm just like, oh, they just... I didn't, I didn't even question it. Oh, the dog can play basketball? Okay. Like, I didn't... I, n- there wasn't a doubt in my mind without that setup <laughs> in my childhood. Um, and, I, and I really did, going into this movie, I think I was getting more of what the Airbud sequels ended up being, which is just like, well, let's watch this dog do these tricks and... We're in this world now. <laughs> um, I I was so surprised. Uh, but the movie Airbud, they're like selling you, hey, the dog plays basketball. You yeah. buy a ticket. But what they really give you is like this. It's it, When you look it up and you Google Airbud, the first thing that comes up is it's a coming of age story. Um, uh, categorized. It's categorized as a coming of age comedy. Mm-hmm. Not an animal basketball movie. But a coming of age comedy, and it is like this: this boy grows up and he learns how to um, kind of come into his own and have responsibility and make hard choices. The scene where he left Buddy on that island, yeah, was so heartbreaking. I'm like, right? Oh no! Don't, don't, no, don't do. It. Don't do that. Yeah, he's straight up white fangs, buddy. That's the rule, though. I feel like in any movie ever, if you have to distance yourself from a dog, you have to say the words, go on, get. Like, that's the only way they're going to understand it. Uh, It's universal. All dogs get it. All dogs get it. Go on, get. Go on, get. Yeah, white fangs. Got it, got it. (laughs) I'll also never realize that Bill Cobb's, uh, his character, is basically a modern-day Obi-Wan of saying, like... That guy? Nah, he's dead. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know who you're talking about. Now, that's a word I haven't heard in a long time. Basketball. That, he was in no version of the movie that I watched. Like, <laughs> I I just never saw him. I was like, oh, Bill, I didn't know Bill Cobbs was in this picture. Like, and he was so good. When he came out and he said, oh, pretty good ball here. And he, like, threw it. I'm like... Uh, what's about to happen yeah. is he's he's an amazing coach. And what a- and he kicked that kid <laughs> off the team. Oh man, it was so I I yeah. just love that he was so good. All right, now head cannon, yeah. sit. Oh, head head cannon, stay. Head cannon. Now share with me unique ideas about the movie and untold stories based on evidence provided by the film. Good. Dog. Now, Ricky, uh, just I got a feeling that we may have double dipped here. So, just in case, I developed uh-huh. four separate head cannons, and I'm gonna let you go first, so that I can just you know sit back and take my pick. Well, okay. So, Airbud was uh, that Buddy, the dog who played Buddy in the movie, um, also was the golden retriever in the movie Fluke. Mm-hmm. Um, now. My headcanon is that Air Bud is his dad. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. He is his dad. And to the degree where I had a very difficult time, um, especially in the heartfelt moments, not laughing hysterically because I very often was speaking as Air Bud, (laughs) which... um, 
So when Airbud first shows up in the game, he's just like, I'll never miss a game, son. And he just like keeps running through. Oh, you were doing like uh, what his inner monologue was to, to yes. his son? Yeah. Yeah. And even when he left him like on the island and Airbud came up, he's like, I'll, I'll never, be, I'll always be by your side, son. You never have to worry. Like, just keep on encouraging him as the dog. Oh, man. But, yeah, so that that's my biggest piece of headcanon is that it's the dad. Yeah. Um, I think that's supported, too, by the dialogue because the scene where they're sitting next to each other and he's kind of, like, feeding him some more tapioca just to, you know, boost his basketball playing powers. Um, he says to him, like, I wish my dad was here. And the dog gives him, like, a very knowing look. But it's that same scene that also made me think that maybe – Maybe that random canary that they keep showing is his dad because it's the first thing we see in the entire movie and it doesn't show back up until he says, I wish my dad was here. Yep. Oh, yellow bird. And, and it really does um, undercut several tender moments with the joke. Just if you just imagine the dog saying, absolutely. So like just giving actual dialogue back. <laughs> um, so give it a try. Let me know how that feels when you're watching here, bud. How about you? So that leaves me with three remaining headcanons. Very similar. The first one is that this is a DC origin story of the Joker. And this is how he got those scars, so to speak. Emotional scars. Um, ah. Which is why he says in Dark Knight, I'm like a dog chasing a car. I wouldn't know what to do if I caught one. Um, Ooh. And so I was like, well, if this does exist in the DC universe, who could some of the other characters be? Which I think Josh then uh, maybe is the unknown or possibly known uh, son of Krypton. And his father, the cover story was that he died and like this, but he actually was like left, whatever it is, too complicated to really go into here. But the only reason I think that uh, Josh is Superman in training uh, is because... It is near impossible to blow the slide off of a trombone. I played trombone. It doesn't work that way. The air passes <laughs> through the tube. So for him to just blow the slide off, he has to have superhuman lung capacity and strength to do such a thing. Uh, so I was like, well, that sounds like Superman. Well, that would then imply that Airbud is in fact Crypto the Superdog. Indeed. Either Crypto... Or if you want to cross over back to the the Joker world, Ace the Bat Hound. He could be either one. Any DC oh dog you'd like. Goodness. So that leads me directly into my second headcanon, which is, nah, they thanked Marvel at the end of these credits. So this is a Marvel Origins where Buddy is the descendant of Cosmo, the telepathic Soviet dog from Guardians of the Galaxy. That's all I got. Then moving on to my third headcanon is um, there was one character in this that I was very fascinated by his journey. And that was the um, older ref who I thought just looked straight up like Smee, even though it wasn't the same actor. So this takes place in the Hook universe. Uh, After the events of Hook, Smee has moved to America and is a high school basketball ref. And um, we get a lot of close-up shots of him, like, losing his breath and clutching his chest and stuff to the point where you're like, that ref might die in this movie. Um, But my headcanon is that this is Smee, and he has to find his way back to Neverland before his body succumbs to the aging effects of our world, and he can live forever in Neverland. Wow. So those are are my three rapid headcanons. Those are incredible way to go. 
All right, now we're going to go into the part of the show where we like to talk about recasts and remakes. Recast remakes. Best choice. Strongest choice. <laughs> uh, so if this movie were to be remade today, Joss Whedon or any other director, mm-hmm. uh, who would you cast? Whatever you'd like. Zack <laughs> The dark and gritty reboot to Airbud. Who would you cast and what would the storyline be? I personally would love, love to see an uh, Airbud reboot. Um, I think because the director had such a strong um, paw print on how mm. the movie uh, was made, I think the director I would love to see is um, Jordan Peele, mm-hmm. and I would love it if Andy Serkis were Airbud, uh, <laughs> and we this, we do it all CGI. Or no, I take it back. In order to match the spirit of the film, no CGI. It's Andy Serkis in a dog suit and he's playing basketball. There you go. See, I would recast it similarly, but uh, with the dog from Wilfred, who plays opposite Elijah Wood. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And Elijah Wood is the little boy. Sure. Yeah. I mean, they already have great chemistry. Don't break up the Mm -hmm. winning team. Uh, (laughs) Yeah. So I didn't have much in the way of recasting. I think you would really have to get someone unexpected for the clown. Someone who can play comedy and scary. Maybe that's Brian Cranston. He can play both sides of that really well. He can be oh, super so intense well. and scary, but then like try to flip it. Um, so I, I think he would be great for the clown. Um, but there have been so many remakes of the, or not really remakes, sequels, spinoffs, what have you. Um, but I would love to see a crossover between Airbud and Home Alone where uh, Joe Pesci and Daniel Stern are trying to rob a house, but it's defended by a dog. And it's either called Dog House or Watch Dog. Take your pick. I just oh want to see Airbud defend a home, what, Home Alone style. What you cannot see is my jaw on the floor. That's perfect. Grayson, you... You need to go knock on Airbud's Entertainment's dog door. <laughs> just go over. Actually, just walk in through you the doggy to, door. I'm you sure. Have to it's crawl open. through for business meetings. <laughs> crawl oh, through man. the doggy door with. I have an idea for you. I love that. Oh, that would be so good. All right, now we're gonna go into our final segment where we give you reasons to recommend. Now, Grayson, why would you recommend the original? Airbud movie. I would recommend the original Airbud movie because it really does, in my opinion, do what the director set out to do, which is create a movie that is not a one-trick gimmick of a dog playing basketball. It is truly a coming-of-age story for a kid dealing with something unimaginable, incredibly difficult, um, and it's just so heartfelt. People go through tragedy. People deal with it in different ways. Healing doesn't happen alone. And it can come from unexpected sources like a golden retriever or Bill Cobbs, but it is it is there, and um, I don't know. It's just it's a very therapeutic movie, I would say. So that's why I would recommend Airbud. Absolutely, yeah, I would recommend Airbud because it's not the movie that you thought it was, um, especially if the last time you saw it was just like in the '90s. Like this movie has so much more to offer you especially if you haven't seen it in a really long time it's so emotional and heartfelt and sweet and thoughtful like it's 
it's especially good for any of those uh, if you ever grew up kind of feeling like out of place, um, and uh, especially if you grew up with like uh, a family pet, like it's just gonna hit you right in the feels in all those ways. Um, but ultimately, I'd recommend it because it is a sweet, sweet movie about um, a boy and his dog and growing up and trying to find a way to be himself and express himself um, without judgment. Um, mm-hmm. And also, man, it's like it really is like this. I'd say arguably in my top three sports movies um, of all time, because it really does. Like, I remember I played basketball as a kid. Uh, not well, I was terrible. Um, but I remember really trying to do things to get the approval of other people. And that scene with Bill Cobbs is just like, Hey, you see that dog? He doesn't care about what people think. He just likes doing tricks. Mm-hmm. He, he likes playing basketball. I'm just like, Oh my gosh. I wish I would have seen this scene as a kid. It would have helped me out so much because so much of what I was doing as a kid was trying to impress other people and get approval of other people. Um, And this movie really captures that in such a very sweet and unique and honest way. Um, So I recommend it for all those reasons. And um, it's just, it's good. And it will leave a paw print impression on your heart. Well said. And that was our review of Airbud. Let us know what you remember about Airbud on Twitter. We are at Flashback Flicks. And if you could just head over to uh, Apple Podcasts and leave us a review, it would mean a lot to us. On a scale of one to five Airbud movies, one being Airbud and five being Airbud Spikes Back, uh, how would you rate this movie? Um, obviously, Spikes Back being the magnum opus of the Airbud franchise. Mm-hmm. Um, so it gives a rating. Yeah, it's good. And, you know, let us know who do you think would win in a game between the Timberwolves from Airbud and the Wildcats from High School Musical? I'm just curious Ooh. because they're playing fast and loose with the rules of basketball, and I think it might even out. Hey, ain't no rule that says you can't sing a musical number when you're playing basketball. Well, he's got you there. I'm off to <laughs> Neverland. <laughs> And be sure to tune in next time right here on the Flashback Flicks Retro Movie Podcast. Until then, remember to be kind and rewind. Next time on the Flashback Flicks Retro Movie Podcast. We get a blast from the past from a guy who blasts from his back. (laughs) With the Rocketeer. (laughs) Cut and print.